0: Hey, it's pastor mike i want you to stay all the way to the end of this episode to hear more about a great podcast from time of grace and now on to today's episode this week i want to begin by talking about everyone's favorite hungarian psychoanalyst <laughs> renee spitz i don't know if he's your favorite hungarian psychoanalyst but Rene spitz is a very famous psychoanalyst who died in 1974 but i want to tell you about his most famous study In his most famous study, he studied the lives of 97 children, ages birth through three years old. 97 children who grew up in a South American orphanage because he wanted to to see if he could learn anything from the care, the type of care that they received. The reason he picked that particular orphanage was because it was an orphanage that was understaffed. There were enough nurses to change their diapers and give them food, but they were insufficiently staffed to such an extent that there wasn't ever any time for the nurses to hug the children, or to rock them, or to spend any time talking with them. It was just task after task after task, diaper after diaper after diaper, and, you know, just food after food after food, but, um, but, uh, but never any, any time to just spend time with them. And it was, it was interesting what he discovered as he observed the lives of these, of these children. After one year, um, a number of the children, they, uh, even though they were getting enough food and even though their diapers were changed and everything sufficiently, a number of them were, were losing, they were unhealthy. They were losing unhealthy, unhealthy weight. Um, after two years, uh, a number of them were so unstable, and it was obvious that they were so unstable emotionally that when a nurse would pick them up, they would start screaming violently as if something so unusual were happening. Um, as he observed them through, um, you know, through three years old, um, a number of the children, almost 30 of the children, died before the, age, before the age of three. And as he observed them over the course of their life, only, uh, only a handful of them got into adulthood and the majority of those who got into adulthood um, ended up suffering severe psychological trauma that they carried with them for the rest of their lives. And from that study, well, he concluded, really something that the Bible has been saying from the very beginning. That we were created to be loved. We created. God created us to be loved. And this week, we're going to spend some time talking about what that means and what that looks like when we extend that love to others. But this week, as we begin a week in which we focus on God's love, I want to remind you of two important aspects of God's love for you. And the first one is this. That God loves you. God loves you uniquely. Uniquely. In Psalm 139, addressing God, the psalmist says, For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Or another way to summarize what that passage says is you wouldn't be here if God did not want you to be here. And you would not be who you are if God did not want you to be exactly who you are. There has never been another you in the history of this whole world. God loves you uniquely. He considers the work of putting your life together, of putting your body together, wonderful. You are a wonderful work of God. And the second aspect of God's love that I want us to collectively celebrate this week is this. Is that God loves you closely. He loves you closely. You think about the uh, the care of a mother holding her child and how safe that child will feel in mother's arms. And then listen to this verse. Where it's talking about Jesus as our good shepherd. It says he carries the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. That's where you always are in God's care. You are always close to his heart. Close enough to his heart that he will always, that he will always keep you there. Always. No matter what it would cost Him. This week we rejoice in that love and we talk about how to express that same type of love towards the people around us.
1: Hey, thanks for making it all
0: the way to the end of this podcast. I promised you a quick look at another podcast from the Time of Grace team that I think you're really going to like. It's a really great, honest discussion about the Christian life from Amber L.B. Swenson. But rather than listen to me talk about it, here's a sample clip from Amber herself.
1: In fact, all throughout the Bible, we see how God uses what the world would probably consider to be a throwaway. I mean, you can just go through the Old Testament. Moses, he had murdered someone. Gideon, he was hiding in a wine press. Jacob, who had tricked his brother and his father, had to run away, had to flee, got tricked into marrying two women. That's who God used to produce the 12 tribes of Israel. That. You mean to tell me that the Savior's going to come from the prostitute Rahab? It's all throwaway. God used so many throwaway people. Because God doesn't see people as throwaways. He never sees people as throwaways. In Isaiah 43, verse 1, we read, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Do you know what that word redeem means? It means to buy back. So I don't know what you've done. I have no idea what's in your past. I have no idea what comes to mind when you close your eyes and you see the word shame. I think we can all conjure up some things that we've done in our past that we wish we wouldn't. But you know what? This much I know. Uh, Jesus buys you back and I do know this too one of Satan's really good tricks is to try to convince us that Jesus blood paid for everything except what you did and that's a lie and when I realized that all that is is a lie that takes away from Jesus and his sacrifice I said no more Satan no way Hey, this is Amber. Thanks for listening. You can search for Little Things anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts.